Hi everyone, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It's Sloan Rhodes here and this podcast is for the week of March 5th, 2017. I was thinking today about what to talk to everyone about and I was really drawn to the idea of being present and being open and allowing to the present moment because these words get bandied around a lot and oftentimes people are like, what are you talking about? How can I be pe- be present? There's so much going on in my life or I am being present but still things bother me. How do I find time to be present? Do I need to meditate for 30 minutes a day, you know, an hour a day? I don't have time for that. And so I wanted to just kind of talk about it a little bit because I wanted to kind of help everyone sort of take the pressure off themselves so that being present doesn't feel like a task or a chore that you have to do. So it's very easy to be present in the moment if you can find a way to distract the mind. Because that's really all you're doing. Because the mind is our our ego. Our mind is constantly looking for problems to solve, let's say. Things to think about. You know, your ego is voracious. It's always going to be seeking the next thing to give it some sense of temporary satisfaction. And that's essentially what your mind is always doing. Your mind and your ego I'm using interchangeably in this instance. So let's talk about being present. So one of the ways that you can begin to practically apply this concept of being present outside of trying to meditate, which many Westerners can find very uh, frustrating, let's say, um, is so one of the ways that you can you can be present in the in this moment right here and now is to gaze around and look for things that catch your eye in terms of color. So I happen to be someone who loves color. So this is a very simple task for me. I can look around and I can say to myself, wow, that color purple is so pretty. I've never seen that shade before. And it's so funny because when the the sunlight hits that one area of purple, it looks like it's a completely different color than the purple that I see in the shade, in the shadow. And as I begin to do this, I am coming into a state of presence of openness because I am no longer focused on what's wrong or what I need to be doing. And I use the word need loosely. Uh, I am focused on love because whenever we are looking at something with our full attention, it is another way of being fascinated in the thing that we are looking at. We are curious about it. We are fascinated by it. And those are just um, other words for love, right? And we all know that we cannot be fearful and fascinated at the exact same time. We can't hold those two opposing thoughts. So when you come into a place where you are noticing color or beauty, or if you are a tactile person, you can feel uh, the fabric of the, the clothing that you're wearing or the chair that you're sitting on or the desk that you're at or the keys that you're holding. And when you are present in that moment, when you are feeling the fabric, let's say, for instance, you can say, oh, this feels really smooth or this feels really rough. I wonder if these are natural fibers or if this is synthetic. I wonder where this came from. I wonder how many stitches are in this one uh, one inch square. And what you are doing, again, you're coming to a place of curiosity, a place of fascination, which is a place of love. And immediately your mind is not able to send you into that fear and anxiety that it was previously. So these are just some very sort of practical instances where you can, and examples of how you can bring yourself back to the present moment. That way you can relax a little bit because our egoic mind, our ego, 
always likes to keep a level of fear and adrenaline running through our body physiologically. It's what keeps us, has kept us as a species sort of alive for all these years. And but evolutionarily, we are going through this, this shift in consciousness where we don't truly need to have that level of fear and adrenaline in our system to keep us from being eaten <laughs> by a saber-toothed tiger or something like that. So this is why it's so important to begin to train your mind to let go of that um, fear and anxiety and bring yourself present in the moment. You can also meditate, of course, and as you meditate, one of the practices that's called upon during meditation is to watch your thoughts come and watch them go. But I have found that many people experience this, especially here in the Western world, um, to be uh, worrisome. <laughs> and it takes a, a tremendous amount of dedication here. So if you don't find that you are ready for that level of dedication or that doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you are never going to be able to achieve enlightenment or a sense of even five minutes of presence. It just means that that doesn't resonate with you. There's a million different ways to be present. For many people, it's about being in nature. When you're out in nature, you're more open and available to the present moment because you're noticing all the beauty that's around you. So it's going to be different for everybody how this resonates. But again, one of the keys is to not let your ego jump in there and say you're doing it wrong or you're never going to be able to do this because there's a million different ways to do it. And when I say it, I mean being present in the moment. And so I also wanted to just kind of touch base on this concept of allowance and being open and allowing and surrendered because many people hear those words and they don't know what that means exactly for them. Some people hear the word openness, allowance, surrender, and they feel vulnerable. They feel their resistance come up. So it's important to, to note this. I had a friend of mine or a client and a friend <laughs> uh, tell me recently that she was hearing the words vulnerability whenever you know we would talk about this idea of openness and surrender. And so there is, I mean, you certainly are in a more vulnerable position, I expect, if you are feeling vulnerable, but it's not about vulnerability in terms of you need to be on guard. <laughs> you know, it's funny because people say, oh, you know, I want to be more vulnerable. But what they're really saying is, um, I'm going to let down my guard. And they're very different energetic frequencies. So but let's just talk about this idea of openness and allowance and surrender. So truly, from my perspective in this moment, what this means for you would be that you are taking away the power of anything in the external world to make you feel a certain way. So if you are having, um, let's say, an engagement with another person and you are open and allowing the moment and the conversation to be just as it is, you are no longer in a place of trying to push an agenda onto someone or you are no longer tied to anything that they're saying as being the way that you are going to feel happy no matter how they respond to you or what no matter what they say you're in this moment of openness and allowance so that you're not resistant to what they're saying because you are on guard that you feel that it's going to hurt you because you are so you've taken away that power from that person and you've brought it back to yourself so say you're talking with someone and you thought the exchange or the activity or the situation was going to go in a different way than you had previously expected, if you can kind of be open and allowing to that moment to being just as it is outside of what your expectations were, you bring yourself into a place of love and openness and allowance. And so then no longer is the other person, are you reliant upon the other person to provide you with a sense of happiness or joy or, or 
um, safety. Now you hold, are holding those energies and that person is free just to be as they are without your agenda, without your judgment, without your expectation. And what that does is it allows them to be who they are and then even more brilliantly it allows you to be who you are, which is this open, loving spark of the divine and without the judgment of self or of someone else. And so it's, that's a way to be open and allowing so that you're not vulnerable in the sense that someone can hurt you, but that you are standing more in your sense of self, more in your kind of this idea of sense of power, so that no matter what they do or don't do, you're still feeling that sense of equanimity, that sense of, of balance, that sense of you know who you are, and that you have no longer any sort of sense of uh, expectation that they are going to provide you with that. And what that does, it allows them to just be who they are, it allows you to be who you are and allows the situation to unfold as it naturally can. And what you will often experience when you get into these moments where you feel really open and that you are not holding this other person in any kind of level of expectation that they are meant to do something for you, you find this tremendous rush of energy occurs between the two of you and within self as you sort of begin to channel more of your openness and you allow all possibilities to flow through you. And when, when you do that, anything can happen. It becomes, you're, you're operating at a much higher frequency. So there becomes no longer this sense of resistance to what is. And now you are open to more and more possibilities for understandings, epiphanies, realizations, and a deeper connection between the two of you because you've taken away this idea that this person needs to give me something in order for me to feel better about this situation or feel happier. So it's just different ways to play with the energy and play with this idea of being present and being open and allowing without any kind of sense that you are doing it wrong. And it does take a little bit of practice. Uh, you know, there's, but the more that you do it, the more that you retrain the brain, the more that you start to come from the heart and you start to be more open and allowing what you see and what you realize and what you experience in your external world is that there's just more and more wonderful things that begin to occur because you're no longer hyper-focused on it being one particular way it is about being flexible, but it's about being flexible without the agenda that someone else is going to provide you with something that you're in lack of. When you're feeling secure within self, when you're feeling open to all possibilities of your own sense of self, of your own divinity, if you will, anything is possible. And that person no longer has to provide that for you. So energetically, it takes the, um, the metaphorical weight off their metaphorical shoulders and it it allows for them to just be who they are and they don't have to try to match your expectations and it creates a very wonderful um, opening for possible new experiences and a deepening of your connection with, with another and with self of course which is the most important so anyway that is the the podcast for today i hope you found it enjoyable and um, just to remind everyone that my weekly guidance is up on youtube i release those every sunday and I also post on my Instagram account, Sloan Spiritual Cafe. So I hope to see you there. Much love to you, and I will see you next week.